and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. It's January, it's dark, it's cold, the festive season is over. What can I say? It's not great. But hopefully our stupid little adventures will brighten things up a bit for you. As always, it's very helpful if you drop us a rating or a review on your podcast app. It helps us with listings. You can find us on social media. You can email us at hello at billowinghilltop.com. Otherwise, let's get on with things and go straight into episode 72 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast, Twin Stars of Vents. Right. Um, good evening, everyone. Good evening. evening. Hello, everybody. Good evening. Everybody well? Mm, yeah. Marvellous. Yep. Yes. don't think we need to uh, tarry, do we? Should we just get no. on with stuff? Yes. Because we left things last time at a uh, what I would call a critical juncture, I think Jun- it would be fair to say. Juncture. Things were not going well, mm. are not going well in the combat with hooves. Hooves. I think the general sense was, if I remember the end of last time, that the if everything went your way, it might be possible for you to uh, prevail. Yes. I think opinion was split, and I know there was a lot of discussion. I know that you've been... That discussion, dear readers, has continued offline since we last played. And really, I think... No point in a recap. I think we're just at this decision point. Bonds... What is Burple going to do? Is he going to Dimension Door? Is he not? I'm reading a Dimension Door. Reading a Dimension Door. On four. And I'm calling to Parker saying, we, you know, we're, 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 we're withdrawing. People, we are leaving. Mm. People, we are leaving. I've got into the habit now, uh, such as my alien, alien's obsession, that when I head out of the door, for example, into London today, <laughs> or for any other reason, as I leave, I say to the cat, I'm off now, and you, you little shithead, you're staying here. <laughs> Alessandra, on... Oh, well, we need to talk about... Uh, no, talk about films in a bit. Alessandra, on four. Alessandra, on four. You've decided to run away. I've decided to run away. Well, my first move... My first move takes me, because I'm going to go back up through the coffin room. Stop goading us. I'm going to go back up through the coffin room, and then I'm going to turn right and start heading up the staircase. Okay. Yep. Is, uh, in front of me is a pawn of a backwards. It's, well, that's we don't want to know what's going on in the in your home life, Paul. Let's um, <laughs> let's concentrate on the game. In front of me is the. That's a remnant hmm? from last that's a time. Relic that, from last time that no longer give exists. Give me a perception check as you head into the staircase back to the wine cellar. It's getting a perception of ten. Not my best ever. Ten's perfectly adequate. You can smell ghoul stench as you start heading up the stairs and you can hear shuffling. All right, I will take it not quite leaving through the underground tunnel that comes up in the lake. That's a very good idea, Johnny. I will then go, ah, wrong way. But there's Mm. ochre jellies, isn't there? I can then, for my next action, I can move up to the... Up to the pit? Well, and then I still have a dash action. Can you give me another perception check? There's an ochre jelly at the bottom. This time, (laughs) of a 13. Not rolling that well. Well, 13 is also perfectly adequate. Uh, You get to the pit, you look down before you jump in, I suspect. Yeah. You've got dark vision. Yes. The walls of the pit and the area of the pit at the bottom where the water was flowing across the base of the the little downward shaft, the well, mm-hmm. slick and wobbly with ochre gelatinousness. Oh, great. Well, at least we've We're discovered trapped. that. We're trapped. We're trapped. We're trapped. Well, that's just what I can do. All right, Admirac, Bart, let's move on to Parker on 20. Big decision. Well, not big decision. No, I'm withdraw. Well, I'm just basically going to run up to Burple. So you're taking the withdraw action. Yeah. Hooves goes. Have I understood? By now. Yeah. Mike. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I'm not clear on, on distances. Okay. So how far is it to, down the uh, well shaft to the room beyond? It's 15 feet to the bottom of the shaft, and then it opens into a conduit, which has got, well... Normally. How far from there to the room that it opens out into? The cavern with the ochre jellies in it? Yeah. It is about, I think about 100 feet of, you know, dips and straights. How far away is the 
cenotaph? No, I'm going to say cenotaph, but it's not. The cenobi. The cenobi. Hundreds of feet. How many hundreds? Uh, what precisely? Well, the dimension door is 500 feet, so I'm trying to sort of find a safe space. Okay, I understand this. You know the cenobi well. You want to picture it in your mind, and dimension door to there. Yes. Only so if it's don't... less than 500 feet away. Okay, let me just check for you. Uh, corner. Oh, I've been reading ahead, boys. Don't change the subject. No, it's just I've got the PDF for the next uh, chapter open. I mean, you're not going to get there because you've chickened out of this, but... I think we should have gone for right it. Right at the point of victory. Um, it can't be helped. Okay. I don't know how to do this because I don't know how Burple would be able to run this calculation in his head. Well, I'm... Yeah. Can you give me an intelligence check, Burple? Three. You try to work out in your mind what you think the distances are, and you're not sure whether or not you can reach the Cenobi with your Dimension Door spell. If I need to, I'll go to the stairs or somewhere that's a bit closer. I don't. Well, that's. What... I don't have an idea of the geography that my character would have. That's my point. But well, your character he only knows needs that you're to be able to oh, visualize it. But and also, it's got to be within range. If he yeah. visualizes somewhere that's not within range and goes go, then the spell is lost. Yeah, but I mean, we don't need to get all the way out. I mean, exactly. You can just visualize yeah, but... at the edge of the lake after we're past the yellow ochres. The wine cellar is right in the middle of the understructure. These chambers must all also be kind of right in the middle of the orbital corridor. The staircase that leads from the orbital corridor down to the CDB, you're pretty confident and you can visualize it well. That must be within 500 feet of with your understanding of how the understructure works. There you go. Problem is I don't know how far down we are here from the wine cellar. Oh, I don't know how far 30 down feet, something like that. Right, okay. You went down two short flights of stairs to get here. Okay, I didn't know that. So I'll go I'll go on to you know, the middle of that staircase. And you're going to go? You're going to disappear with Parker, Parker and Sessions or just Parker? I okay. can only take one person. And you disappear. Oh. We will pick things up with you in a moment. And the worm gets destroyed because I walked into the Spirit Guardians. It only takes damage when it starts its turn in the Spirit uh, Guardians. Even when... Um, the spell specifically says when the creature enters the area for the first time. Oh, no, it says on a turn. Fuck's sake. Bugraft, what would you like to do with your turn? We established that there are ochre jellies at the bottom of the well. There are ochre jellies all over the place down there. All over, all right, okay, so that's not an option. All right, well, I'll run mm -hmm. 70 foot around twice mm -hmm. out this bloody cellar. So up the staircase to the wine cellar. Yeah. Alessandra has run a little bit up the steps to the wine cellar and smelt ghoul stench up the stairs and heard the sound of shuffling. If there is a ghoul up those steps, it's possible that it is still affected by Sessions' turn. Okay. Um, let's pick up with you in a moment then and move on to Sessions. What would you like to do? I'm going to follow Uncle Buggy saying, uh, wait for me, wait for me, because I only move uh, 50 around. So I can get to kind of the, the stairs. Okay, let's change maps. Because in the wine cellar is a creature. And you find Uncle Buggy. He looks like he's stuck in this wine cellar room. Mm -hmm. Backwards, the Kios zombie you turned earlier is scrabbling against the door. But you know, Sessions, that that can't be going on for too much longer. Well, I'd probably move, move to get there. Um, yeah. I should have the old... Um... Oh, are you saying that your spirit guardians are still in operation? Yes. Yeah, they, they on its go, it's going to take damage anyhow. And it is its go now. And my sense is it's going to come out of it, so I was... Um, yeah, you're not worried. You'd rather do damage on it. It rolls, for its saving throw, it rolls an 11. It's a wisdom save, right? That fails. It backwards has taken a little bit of damage. 12. You think backwards is looking pretty wounded. I mean, maybe bloodied, maybe a little bit less than bloodied. Let's zoom across the understructure to the stairs to the scenery, where we find Burple and Parker. We're out of round sequence with you guys. What would you like to do? I'm going to do a cure wounds, my last spell on Parker, which I yes. hope will kill the worm and heal. Oh, that's good. Parker, 1d8 plus 3. Seven points of healing. Seven points of healing on Parker. Now, we've, we've rather Thank rushed past much. this worm's action. Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. No, the worm has come with you. The worm is part of... Well, mm. oh dear. It hasn't philosophically, yeah, philosophically yeah. this is complex. It hasn't burrowed in. It's a it separate target. It wasn't a so, willing creature. I wasn't a willing creature. I don't think the worm has come with you. Nice. Um, <laughs> I think once it's once it's Very burrowed, nice. then it's part of 
Parker's biome. Yeah. Yes. But, but until it does until that, it does so, it's a target. And so what happens is he he disappears off, and then this worm is left in midair, looking around, and then it does a wily coyote <laughs> fall. <laughs> it just it hangs in the air, and then it just takes out a little white flag. <laughs> And a little trumpet goes. <laughs> Johnny, you have to do the falling noise. Right, that was rubbish. Let's go. What next? The staircase is currently empty. You can hear the sound of movement, people kind of chatting, and the kitchen noises coming up the stairs from the scenery. And then from behind you, you can hear the sound of work going on in the workshops and people moving stuff about. Let's say it's 11 something in the morning. You think that the third bout of the day is probably over and you're in between bouts and the fourth bout of the day is being prepared for, which is meant to be at midday. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Surely we want to go and help um, Buggy and Sessions. I don't know, do we? To be fair, you don't really know which way we've gone. Yeah, don't know what they might be doing. I mean, I think we would head back to the scene of You have said we would. Okay, so let's let's draw a veil over Burple and Parker for a bit. Yeah, and pick up with Alessandra, who is still in the chambers of hell. Yes. Well, I think it's only fair that if she sees Buggy and Sessions heading up the stairs, and she's got uh, jellies down the well she's going to head up the stairs as well yeah so she can make it she can move so she's running yeah she can move move 80 so I Mm -hmm. think that pretty much gets her what you see as you run back from the well is that Hooves is standing in the training room level with the corridor that runs north to the well yeah he sees you and he sees you dart towards him and then dart off into the staircase he goes (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back you can pile up the stairs you find yourself in the wine cellar i think you can make it just about exactly that far in time to see we're switching between maps a lot here um, yeah dear readers in time to see uncle buggy and sessions looking a little bit befuddled in the wine cellar itself because they seem to be stuck in here with this creature which looks like it's just turned on them but i've done a move action and a dash action so i've got an attack action okay well it's on the other side of buggy right well i'll just do a crossbow attack on it i can't do a sneak attack because that's i've used my bonus action as a dash but i can give it a go to have a well, you get your sneak attack damage because bugraft is threatening this thing yeah, but that's a bonus action. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's no. not. No, sorry. It's only a bonus action if I use two attacks. So I... Ah. Roll 20. Critical, anyhow. Critical. Roll a 20. Do you want to gamble or do no, you not want to gamble? No, I just want to do damage. Okay. So the uh, crossbow damage is 10. The second amount of crossbow damage is another 2. So that's 12. Mm-hmm. And then I just do the one load of sneak attack, I think, with a critical damage. Okay, you double the dice with a critical. Critical. Oh, so that's 28 plus 12. So that's... Uh, another 28 in total is what you're saying. Yeah. So 28 plus 12. It is speared against the door of the wine cellar by your crossbow bolt. 40 points of damage and you have just absolutely executed it it's speared it's stuck yeah. it's limbs dangling down lovely we move on to sessions on 13 there you go sessions I mean we don't need to you can breathe again worry about this too much you've run away you don't yes. hear the sound of pursuit you're locked in this wine cellar the only important thing that we need to decide is whether or not Alessandra can get you out of there I can pick a lock why don't we make a roll with Alessandra's thieves tools we don't have to peer at this too intently because eventually you will get yourself free. I'm more interested in sort of noise and disturbance and stuff. Well, let me roll a stealth check. Yeah, give me a stealth check. That's that's an important factor. 24 on the stealth. You don't know who's out there to hear you, but you feel you've been very successfully stealthy. Now let's have a look at your... What do I roll for the... Okay, so you're going to roll a straightforward dexterity check, and you're adding double your proficiency bonus. That's 15 plus... Six says twenty-one. You snick the lock open. Door opens towards you. Are you going to open the door? Stealthily, yes. So as you open the door, you're, you're seeing the door open with this zombie kind of attached <laughs> to the back of it, like a crossbow bolt, <laughs> like a dressing gown behind a bathroom door, rattling along. Yes. When you've been here before, you've been here during the kind of dormant hours of the night. 
Yeah. You can hear the sounds of the kitchens. You can hear the sounds of the workshops around you. You might even have a couple of people walking backwards and forwards. There's no way you think that you're going to be able to make this journey without being observed. But at the same time, your senses that it is business as usual in a busy part of the day, and you're not likely to be challenged in that direct way. Yeah. Maybe we just do um, pass without trace and one drop down to the um, scenery. I'd have to drop the spirit guardians, but that will expire in a bit. Yeah, you don't want to start killing the staff anyway. You know what no. I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can reunite yourselves with Parker and Burple back in the scenery. Crikey. And so far as you know, at the currently, there is a bout going on between the Chromatics, who are the five dragonkin, one of each colour, yep. and the Harrowing Horde, who are the kind of band of aggressive farmers with... <laughs> with agricultural (laughs) implements. That's the bout going on upstairs. The other bout that has just finished was that the Lost and the Damned defeated Slobber. Uh, Slobber were the the Knowles. Noel Gallagher, Noel Fielding, and Noel Gay television productions. (laughs) Dyson Desire beat Death from Below. You, the Flayer Slayers, beat Newt the Sight from Orbit. The Slard, the uh, Frog Wizards of Bonts, practising their Amphibimancy. (laughs) While we're on that, could... All of you, give me an intelligence check as we reflect on recent events. Intelligence. Oh, mm. Are you sure you don't have wisdom? No, you don't. Yeah, An arcana check or a history check Sessions will suffice. Gets 15. Alessandro gets a 17. Um, 15. A 17. 17. These are all good numbers. <laughs> You're going to tell us now we made the wrong yeah. choice, aren't you? No, no, um, not that at all. I'm, this is more of a of a longer term contextual thing. You're thinking about Newt the sign from orbit, and something occurs to Alessandra and Sessions in particular, which is just a little bit of a figment of memory, which is that conversations you've had with Hesterpod uh, or Eligos or somewhere or something, talking about the great battle on the fields of Pesh millennia ago between the Queen of Chaos and her demonic allies and the Wind Dukes. Mm-hmm. You just think to yourself, that's a funny thought. Frog Wizards of Bonds yeah. seems like they're slard and slard controlled shapeshifters or something is going on. Weren't they key allies of the Queen of Chaos all those years ago on the fields of Pesh? That's just, that's all that is. It's just a little bit of kind of contextual information. Now, the day rolls on. You can do as you will. You could take a long rest now if you'd like. I mean, that doesn't stop you or preclude you from hanging around in the scenery, chatting to your fellow competitors, keeping a track of the results as they come in from above. It's not long, by the way, before uh, Talabir reappears, not long after 11, with a triumphant harrowing horde waving their hoes and pitchforks in the air. <laughs> and the chromatics have been defeated. And they've been ejected from the games and the arena. We need to get. We need to talk to Garth South Portal, and we need to well, get a message over to Eligos. Is there no way that you can? I don't know. Like pay a messenger boy to an errand to send a message to Eligos or something, or say. Isn't there a message spell? If somebody had a message spell, that might work. Somebody got something like that. Is that an arcane? I don't. I don't either. I'm going to take a long rest, which yeah. is yeah. I'm going to take a long rest. Yeah. If you could sort of go up to one of the, I don't know, the cookery staff and say, oh, you know, does anybody know? Is there any way, you know, we need to get a, me- we need to send a message or something? Do you know somebody who's prepared to do it for a gold piece or something like that? Is that how much are you putting into this? Are you dangling an amount of money? Yes, a couple of gold pieces. So what would be the going rate? A couple of gold pieces is surely uh, worth it for just to basically go and just give me an idea you pick a number i'd be happy to offer 10 gold pieces 10 gold pieces okay so 10 gold pieces you're 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 finding an excuse to wander or to approach one of the kitchen staff or the or the support staff and you're saying is there any way we could get a message out to somebody out in the city yeah that's the kind of thing give me a persuasion check that is yeah persuasion check who's got that me or uh... well the person who's approaching the person okay oh an 18 oh nice yes Okay. You talk to somebody from the kitchen, one of the serving staff. She uh, seems amenable to your suggestion. She says, I'm actually enjoying by these pleasant arguments. Uh, is, is it is it a great distance? To Elegos. 
Her no, name no, is Ariel no. Cheeseman. Ariel Cheeseman. Cheeseman. I'm working at this place for another half an hour or so, but then uh, yeah. that's the end. I can take a break then. It's the house of Elegos. It's the house which is just to the east. You know the address. We're we not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to yeah. make you suffer. It's only a couple of minutes walk away. It's in the street of fountains. Yeah. What do you want me to say? We'll give Tell her this. Elegos. We get a piece of paper and we scroll down a quick message, which I think we should a summary of what we know about what's going on. No, no, no. I don't think we should do that, Paul. I think that would be a bit like... I mean, Her eyes widen enormously as she reads say, the message. I was going to say, we shouldn't write yeah. that down. I, my nice suggestion would be we basically say <laughs> that Garth South Portal should get his ass over to us as soon as possible and not just for the draw. Because he can come in and out, right, at will. Yes, that's right. Uh, that's your understanding, yes. Right. So basically the message should be we need to speak to Garth urgently. Mm-hmm. Fine. Like, very now. Okay, she takes a piece of paper and the ten gold pieces, yep. heads back to work. Mm-hmm. But you do see her look over her shoulder slightly furtively as she disappears up the stairs from the scenery up towards the understructure about 20 minutes later. Right. At 2pm, it's the Fortunati, the hobbits that you've made friends with. Mm. They face the Anvil of Thump. They're the sort of mechs, basically the giant suits of armour piloted by little gnomes and worshippers of Thump, the god of war and fighting. The Fortunati come off worse. Unsurprisingly, it is the mechs of the Anvil of Thump that creak and stomp their way back into the scene of the victorious. Next, it is the Mistmarsh Maulers, who are the lizard folk, some of whom you've recognised from your adventures in the Mistmarsh earlier. Hello! Oh, good afternoon! <laughs> the javelin is a weapon of a gentleman! And they go off to fight the Gravediggers. Uh, Gravediggers, their manager is Balabar Smenk, your arch-nemesis in Diamond Lake. And their leader is Felch, <laughs> who goes up to the arena alone, and they seem to support him by winching some giant cart of coffins up with him and about 20 minutes later it is felch that is victorious <laughs> <laughs> rubbing his hands together in glee but staying well away from you and keeping lots of people in the scenery between him and you clearly the mist marsh maulers have fallen foul of whatever undead nastiness he had in store for them during the course of the results coming in that we've just been running through garth south portal appears looking flustered looking like he's been dragged from something that he was doing and <laughs> you know he looks around the scenery for you in a state of some agitation catches your eye whomever parker alessandra doesn't yeah. matter does that eyebrow greeting thing that he does hi um Eligos told me that i had to get here as quickly as possible is it something about my sister? Have you discovered something? No, not that. But I Hi mean, guys. I assume we would go off into a corner where we can sort of talk freely. Hey, let's go off into a corner where we can talk freely, guys. <laughs> Still whisper a bit. Okay, let's whisper and as well, yeah. then I think we would fill him in on what Ooh. we did. Mm. Uh, and the... You know, yeah, hoops. as you as you narrate your adventures, his eyes widen. What, in the... What, upstairs? Upstairs? Yeah. The wine cellar? Yeah. Hooves? Hooves. Hooves. This is an extraordinary story. Sorry, I don't under... Uh, what, what, what do you have me do? Um, well, and now you what, need to go back and tell all this Why is my voice suddenly become Elegos. quite posh? I should never posh voice. <laughs> I've lapsed into Nigel rubbish. <laughs> he says, okay, wow. Hey, guys, that's a really exciting story. What would you like me to do with the information that you've given me? Relay it to Elagos. No and... problem. I'll head there now. <laughs> And presumably also come back with further instructions. And an army. And an army. Yeah. <laughs> an, or an some army. kind of. <laughs> he takes a, a pencil. <laughs> He's writing it down. He's like one army. <laughs> Hooves. Mm-hmm. Shrine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Giant <laughs> grub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Army. Army. Okay. Yeah. Army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the touchline. Yeah. Right. Making notes. We know what yes. we're talking yeah. about here. Yeah. He does that bit where he talks but holds his hand in front of his mouth while he does yes. <laughs> and he heads off with this piece of paper okay yes fine yeah I've got that thing yeah, yeah. Oh. and we'll see you at the draw mm. he goes looking flustered and the tea time bout is pitchblade two very imposing very terrifying grey skinned heavily tattooed 
dwarven barbarians, their second favourites. And they face off against the Midnight Shankers, the team way too big for the rules. Somehow somebody's turned a blind eye. Maybe the blind eye is blind because one of the Midnight Shankers has stabbed him in it with a bit of broken bottle or something. Because they're just the dregs of the streets with shanks and little knives and little bits of broken glass. Pitchblade clearly make absolute mincemeat of them. And the two dwarves return. They seem almost (laughs) untouched by their uh, encounter with the Midnight Shankers, who've been sent back to where they came from. And then finally at 5pm, it's the favourites, the Newell Mountain Massacre. They've drawn an easy bout. Behold the Great Eye, who are the uh, acolytes of Tonge, the Eye of Wisdom. And it's only about five minutes before the Newell Mountain Massacre. That is huge. And his fellow competitors return victorious. The wheel of days turns for the time being. Who's the time being? Well, it's the the, the deity Is of there? time in oh, our, in our that's very fully realised world. I was wondering when somebody was going to ask that. <laughs> and at 6pm, it's time for the draw. Talabir appears, along with a load of, of the marshals of the games, Ocaral, the head of security, and then behind them, walking into the scene of B. Rachmian himself. Give me somebody. Give me Perception? an insight check. No, an insight check. Insight check. Eh? Quite good on insight. Quite good on insight. But like not. Oh, oh seventeen. Twenty-five. His gaze rests on you, lot. He's looking a bit rattled. Just a little longer than necessary. <laughs> he steps up behind Talabir and just leans forward and just whispers something. Warm the balls. Yeah. <laughs> and Talabir looks up and just just clocks you for a second and then carries on with his, his well, business. Well, we know who we're getting drawn against. Yeah. You don't know what the deal is, but there was some kind of exchange. There was some kind of recognition there. And then they go through the process of the, the draw. You've got eight teams, Dice of Desire, the Gravediggers, the Anvil of Thump, the Lost and the Damned, the Newell Mountain Massacre, the Harrowing Horde, Pitchblade, and you guys, the Flayer Slayers. Stuff goes on with bags and cards and a little pegboard. And out come the bouts for day two. The first bout at 11am tomorrow. No shit. We're going to get the Newell Mountain, aren't we? The first team out of the bag is Dyson Desire. Casino and Pleasure House, now taking bookings through Ancient Mage. Dyson Desire, who are sitting around their table with their little flagons of ale and mead or whatever, lean forward as Talabir's assistant draws a card from the other bag, and they will be fighting the Gravediggers. And Filch goes, <sighs> Next up, it's the 2pm bout. Out of the first bag, the Anvil of Thump. The giant suits of armour creak and groan as they turn in their chairs We're gonna to find out them. what they're facing. And they will be fighting the Lost and the Damned. No. Next, at 5pm, it's the Newell Mountain Massacre. Here we Everybody go. just leans forward in their chairs thinking these guys are the favourites. This is terrifying. And they will be fighting the Harrowing Horde. Ooh. The farmers mm. look crestfallen. <laughs> and that leaves us with just one bout. The only two that are remaining. And if we can just check this, please, stewards. And there's a sort of nod and they check the bags. The final fight, the evening bout tomorrow. The Flayer Slayers. Rachnian looks at you and he looks right at you guys. And you can just detect just a little twitch of a smile playing around the corner of his mouth. <laughs> we'll be fighting Pitchblade. <sighs> the two... Dwarven barbarians, festooned with tattoos, grey-skinned and weird, jump onto their table, raise their giant axes into the air, and go, (laughs) We shall chop you into little slices. At least we won't be fighting bloody devils. That means that we can adventure and have a long rest again before the bout. Yeah, I mean, it's about quarter past six in the evening. The draw's at six, let's say. So... Yeah. Uh, Talabir bids farewell. Rachnian and Ocarell, the head of security, and their attendant flunkies sweep from the competitor's chamber, leaving you to your own devices. What are we going to do then? Are we going to go back down and, and fight them? I think we should. Are we going to try and cobble the dwarves, or are we going to go down and... No, why would we do that? Fight them fairly. Well, just give us an advantage. No, I've got this power that I haven't been able to use that I would 
meant to try and use in the last one might work on the dwarves. Oh, which right. is, you do. You have the thing that you realised in the middle of the Slard combat. That, um, yeah, that, that basically if I spend 10 minutes talking to someone privately... That was in the Slard of They Come. For yeah. an hour, they, they basically I can make them scared of me. Make oh, talk, right. talk to me. Give me, the, give me the deets. I'm going to have to look it up because I can't remember so the So that I can frantically it. think of a reason why it won't work? It's called <laughs> Words of Terror. Once per short rest, you can speak to a humanoid alone for one minute and cause it to become frightened of you or another creature of your choice if it fails a wisdom saving throw DC 14 for one hour or until its allies are attacked or damaged. So you need to corner one of them just before tomorrow's fight. Yeah, it would be frightened of me, but I suppose once once we start the fight, that's a bit pointless in reading that line. So I'll, I'll just tuck my head back in and uh, as uh, soon as we attack uh, the thing wears okay. off so it's no well good. after all of that right yeah, it's okay. a great well let's not worry about it have it useless I'm, I'm going it? to try and find a use for it sometime you oh, will we'll see if we can be right. I'll see if I can write some extra little bit of adventure yeah, yeah. That just for that great. just a little yeah, yeah. anyway sorry right, for let's head back down then ignore me yeah let's head back down back to the wine cello you didn't get the sense when Rachnian accompanied Talabir and co down for the draw mm. if you were expecting to see somebody who was like They've been poking around in my secret yeah, yeah, chambers. Yeah. You didn't you didn't pick up that vibe of him. You picked up the vibe that he was just sort of clearly paying more attention to you than he should, and he seemed rather pleased with the fact that you'd drawn pitch blade. That hmm. that was all you really got. Okay. okay, well we'll go back to the cellar. How do you want to get there? Should we go the Oka Jelly route and take care of the Oka Jelly? Yeah. Because the Oka Jelly came up after us, so we don't want that happening while we're fighting whoever we're fighting. Maybe we should uh should uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Spend a bit of time thinking about it. What kind of test is that? I think it's an intelligence check. You've made an intelligence check before about the ochre jellies. Have we? Yes, to establish what you remembered. And you remembered that there was some form of energy that you shouldn't use to attack them because that made them stronger. But you weren't certain whether or not it was fire or lightning. I'm going to go and, that was and I'm going to seek out a pitch blade. And I'm going to well, say... you need to seek them out. They're sitting at a table uh, drinking. Basically I'm going to go, go up to storming them. drunk. Gentlemen. There! Every now and again, they stand on the table and wave their giant axes. I'm going to say, you wouldn't listen. You're, 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 you're men of the you world, wouldn't obviously. Listen. Uh, you wouldn't happen to know uh, what We're having this when you're fighting an ochre jelly. Who are you? We're the guys you're going to be fighting uh, tomorrow. Oh! <laughs> Good to meet you. I shall eat your spleen. <laughs> That's very nice. Charming. Um... Uh, when we're done with you, if anybody recognises your spleen when I finish chopping you up into little slices. Okay. <laughs> Th- thanks very much for that. Um, but, 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 oh, jelly? Or my name isn't. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck, where's the thing gone? <laughs> or my name isn't Procyon. 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 <laughs> and the other one goes, ah, my name, or my name wouldn't be... Serious. Ah. Right. Okay. My name is Purple Herpish. Purple what? Herpish. That's an idiot's name. <laughs> Serious. Oh, that's wait, the that's kind of name. name I want to <laughs> chop into cubes and fry in a little pan full of weasels. <laughs> Procyon has another drink. So Procyon does that mean uh, does that mean you don't know anything about Oka jellies? Oka jellies? Yeah. I like to chop them into little bits, oh, fry really? them in a pan, and drink them down with the blood of a frog. <laughs> okay, thanks very much. Awful lot of chopping things it's up. It's still panto season, isn't it? One second now, Procyon jumps under the table <laughs> that you're talking to him at, starts banging his head on the underside of the table, going, frogs, 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 chop them into bits. I'm going to leave them to it. <laughs> serious, no, serious. Don't go anywhere. Come here and have a drink with us. What do you need to know about Oka Jellies? We were having a conversation. There's something that makes them stronger. A it's either lightning or fire. And we can't remember what it is. And we thought oh. you might know. What are you drinking? The Oka Jelly is the, is the foe of a coward. We would never fight an Oka Jelly. For starters, they're extremely difficult to chop up into slices. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are, aren't they? Yeah, they split up if you chop them. Probably. Are they vulnerable to fire or lightning? Alessandra, have you got any poisons we can slip in their drink? <laughs> no, I didn't go down the poison route. 
um, because it's painful. No poisoned root. I like that. Yeah. Well, one of them can. I mean, they can. They can make an intelligence check. They can. I've got their. There is. This is a. As you know, a comprehensively and perfectly yeah, mapped out world. Personalities and backgrounds. But yes, they've got fully rounded personalities, as you can mm. tell. I mean, that Family wasn't just completely out. pulled out of nowhere, was it? That was something that I've been working on, obviously. Yeah. What's their intelligence? Okay. Yep. It's pretty much what you would expect. Sirius thinks about ochre jellies, and he thinks, I know oh, all about ochre jellies. He really does. Fuck, bollocks. I know, look him up. 19. <laughs> they make an excellent beer snack. Well, the thing to know about an ochre jelly, of course, as everybody knows, apart from the fact that you can't chop them up into slices, from no. under the table, Procyon goes, chop them into slices! And then starts banging his head on the underside of the table again. Mm. You've got to be careful with lightning. lightning Procyon right. from Undertale goes, Oh, we know all about lightning. Don't be serious. We know all about lightning. Indeed. Sirius casts a quick glance at the table at that point. Like, not now, Procyon. You've got to be very careful about lightning. You've got to be very careful about slicing them into little slices because it might turn them into more jellies. Yes, right. That's what I know about them. Who did they defeat in the previous combat. Are you asking them or are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. I need to know which voice to use. <laughs> <laughs> they defeated the Midnight Shankers, who are all the, the street criminals with the mm, who are a bit shit. Bits of broken glass. Ask yeah. them how they defeated the Midnight Shankers. We chopped them up into little slices. Just chopped them? Well, we also thumped them. And uh, there was ooh, a bit thumping's of good. Light, you thump them hard. Uh, thrusting. Thrusting? Thrusting? Yes. Oh. Really? Did Piercing. Under the table, Procyon says, More, really, to be honest, Sirius, it was more of a surrendering situation, wasn't it? And Sirius looks a bit crestfallen at that. He's like, well, yes, they did kind of surrender, I suppose. Mm. Meant mm. we couldn't chop them up into slices. Okay, well, you can try and chop us up into slices. These voices are doing my throat. Am I going to have to keep this up? <laughs> well, yeah. it is panto Hours Oh, actually. You well, sure you don't want to poison them? <laughs> yeah, no, let's talk to them a bit longer. Actually, I have oh. a, lot of, a lot of questions. What are you drinking, guys? It's going to be a night nurse at this break. <laughs> Very good. We're drinking mead, the drink of a warrior. Uh, Why, what are you drinking? I'm not currently drinking. I don't seem to have a drink. Then uh, you are no warrior. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, and he shouts, Waiter! <laughs> at the top of his voice. And those little doors with the little circular windows in it go, from the kitchen. And a little figure scurries out, looking nervous. Bring me more mead, you insect, or I'll chop you into slices. Procy on front of the table goes, yes, we'll chop you into slices and feed you <laughs> to each other. <laughs> I'll say, can I have a... Wait, scurries back into the kitchen. C could I have a sherry? A sherry? <laughs> a sherry and some peanuts. What are you, a baby? What's Dry the matter roasted, with you? Honey roast peanuts, please. Maybe some of those, uh, some of those, you know, little, uh, what's it, trail mix. Okay. Mead is provided, plenty of it, in big wooden tankards. Right. Frothing and honey rich. They kind of settle down a bit. Procyon stops banging his head on the underside of the table. <laughs> they sit there and they drink away. We shouldn't really be fraternising with you because tomorrow we're going to be chopping you up into slices. Right. I've got an idea. Procyon, what do you think of this as an idea? What's your idea, Sirius? I think I should tell them to fuck off. <laughs> Procyon goes, that is a capital idea, brother. I think we should both tell them to fuck off. And they both turn to you. They go, now fuck off. Paul, have you got oh, a pit uh, pocket? Yeah, I can do sleight of hand. Can you nick his Terribly weapon rude, these guys. Mm. Could like you nick his weapon? Um, we distract him. I don't think it will do any good at this moment in time because you'll find out before he goes up for the battle. Mm. Would you like a more detailed description of these dudes? Yeah, go on. Yeah, they are basically naked. Right. With grey skin. They're not wearing any armour. They've got just enough clothing to support the weapons that they carry. Mm -hmm. Everything else is out and uh, swinging. Right. Mm -hmm. The only thing covering their modesty is the fact that they've got absurdly long beards divided up into six braids each. That shows them to be relatively senior in the dwarven hierarchy. What are weapons? They're carrying enormous axes and they've got pouches and bandoliers. It looks like they've got, you know, you think they've probably got healing potions on them and stuff in little pouches. Mm, okay. Still they stuff glower in the pouch. At you over their pints. Mm. One of them goes, Oi, Durple, or whatever your name is, didn't I just tell you to fuck off? All right, well, we'll 
leave them to it. Bye! I didn't mean anything by it, by the way. It'll be fun tomorrow. It cool. sure right. will. I can't think so. of any way of disabling them or... We've got the evening fight, Procyon shouts after you. That's the big banner fight. That's the big one. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Oh, yes. If they've put us in the evening, they must think that you've got something about you. Oh, OK. Mm. Right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow, then. <laughs> Either that, Procyon, or they want to see them die in front of as many people as possible. Yes. That's, that's probably, probably much more, more likely. likely. They both laugh an enormous amount and guzzle more mead and then start singing a song about slicing things into bits. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then we piss off, I think. Well, we're going to go down via the um, ghoul route. You're going via the sewers, right? Yeah. Well, we won't get too much into the detail of that because we've kind of established it. You avoid the ghoul bit. You reach the sump cave where these oka jellies hang out. What is our plan for the oka jellies then? Can outrun them. I think they only move 20 feet. That's right. These oka jellies, they sort of graze the ceiling and the walls of this sump pool. They react, basically, if they detect something that might be more interesting to eat than the, their usual fare. They move so slowly, on the other hand, that if you wanted to avoid them and cross the cave, you could. The question is, I think, for you, is whether or not you want to get rid of them before you do anything else. Exactly my point. They sound remarkably familiar. I mean, to the way I exist. Yeah. Basically, move slowly mm. and always seek something more interesting to eat. Yeah, they're based, <laughs> they're based, they're based on you, yeah. They've also yeah. only got one foot, you know. Well, that's you very, very similar. They're unipodal, basically, mm. aren't they? Monopodal. They just react to light and food. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd yeah. go with that. Mm. And they look just like you. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. I think if we're going to avoid them, we should avoid them because it's quite a fight fighting for Oka jellies. I mean, it could be. What size are they? Are they not? Someone's already split them up into smaller ones. There are four in the cave, and they're not especially large or especially small, so it doesn't look like they've just been spawned or begotten. Does anybody really want to fight them, or should we just run around them? Well, I th I think they we came up. Them. They, they were potentially a complicating factor in that last combat. Because they well, arrived. merely because they blocked the... Well, they weren't coming out of it. They were just blocking it. Yeah, but that's our, ex that's our exit route. I suppose it is an alternative exit route. That's just just so annoying. Um, I think if we fight them here, we won't really be in a shape to fight them, to fight the ghouls at the top, will we? No, oh, you see, that's 43 years of... Yeah, it's 44 true. now, Johnny. Um, no, 43. 43 years of experience talking there. Mm. Well, let's face it, we've all got the same amount. Well, not Paul. Except for Graham and Lucas. Let's bypass, let's bypass them. I'm going to run up to the base of the shaft, the, the well. Yes. And it's 15 foot up, I think. I think I can spring 15 feet, so I'm going to spring up to the top. Well, that's going to keep things moving. This is the stuff I like. We'll follow Seizing behind. the day. Let us move to the uh, to We've the got a correct attached, haven't we? The rope. If there was a rope before, has gone. There's no longer a rope. There is light, though. Somebody has they lit must the torches. They're expecting us. They must be expecting us. It's been, let's call it, nine hours. So let's say it's about nine in the evening. That's good enough. Uncle Buggy. I'll spring up and lower a rope, that tie a rope around. Uh, yeah, you can down. tie a rope around the, the fixture that holds the lantern. I think I've got which a rope. Is lit. Just double check. There's no sound. There's nothing moving yes. around. Some torches are lit in the chamber to your south, which has got the coffins in it, what we're calling the coffin room. There's some light spilling from the corridor that you know leads off to the bug chamber. There is a torch lit in the corridor that leads down to the awful scary door with all the soundproofing. But that awful, scary door with the soundproofing is closed and the jailer's hole is sealed. Not sealed as in, like, you know. So it's been reset, closed. as it were. Yeah, it's been reset. Precisely. Yeah. Other than that, there's not really any sign of anybody about, and you can't hear anything from where you are, Buggy. I'm going to do a light spin on a pebble around my neck. I'm going to put some wax in my ears. Okay. And then proceed well, forward that's, cautiously. That's, that's decent. You've climbed up to the top, you've done that, you've tied a rope, you've done a lot. Yeah. Are you signalling to the others? I mean, are you yeah, saying yeah, anything? I'll whisper down the well, I'm up. Here's the rope. Come up. Okay. Anybody want to follow blank. Buggy? Yeah, yep. it's all quiet. Follow buggy. So Alessandra kind of climbs up. Sessions follows close behind. Parker, Burple, all of you are up in this little circular chamber with this pit. What would you like to do? Let's well, we're not in round sequence. Let's go around the table and pick it up with... Well, let's pick it up with Buggy because he's taking the lead. Well, I'm naturally stealthy, um, yep. so I'm I'm going forward, yep. sort of hiding. Okay, so you're sort of creeping forwards. Yes. Moving at half speed? Yeah, I guess so. That's... Give me a stealth check. 16. Pretty 
Good. Okay. I'm clicking my feet together, so I'm moving it. It's a bonus action. And I move 70 feet, so half... Uh, I move 70 feet in one round. Right, so you can get pretty much down to the junction with the corridor leading to the scary door and the corridor leading up towards the little room where there's the pipe leading to the bug. Yeah, is there anything down that side no, corridor? No, if you're, you're peering around that corner, there's no sound. Everything is... What do they say in movies? It's too quiet, almost. Give me a perception check quickly. Uh, rubbish. Okay. Two. No, plus yeah. whatever. No. Anybody else want to catch up with Buggy? What do we want to do? I've got my ears blocked anyway. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. I'm, gonna, I'm going to cast... Do you remember the room with the, the weird kind of field where we fought hooves, where hooves was towards the end well, right down that's yeah. I mean, that's quite a way yeah I mean that's past that's past the scary door I want to cast clairvoyance aha mm-hmm. yes which is a third level spell and yes. I want to do it in that room the room with the scrolls on the altar and the green crackling energy yes looking back towards anyway, the far end of the room looking back when you do that purple mm-hmm. you're looking into this shrine chamber Mm-hmm. Hooves is standing at the altar. He's got one hand outstretched towards these scrolls. He's not touching them. Which scrolls? Well, there are a set of scrolls oh, right. on an mm. altar. Crackling from those scrolls through hooves across the room and through the double doors to the north of the room, but you presume through, uh, into anyway, mm. is this sort of fizzing, crackling, green, lightning-like energy stuff going on, mm. coming out of the scrolls. Hooves is standing, almost bathing in this green crackliness, sort of going... <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a hand outstretched towards these scrolls, like he's, I don't know, communing with them, sucking up their energy, uh, whatever it is. He seems in a state of transport, in a state of ecstasy. Rapture. Okay. And then he looks straight at you. Me. And he says, Who dares spy upon my shrine? No, he doesn't really. But I just thought I'd scare the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah, it would. Mm. <laughs> I am coming. So I am now going to join you in the darkness. Do we need to do a fireball? That's oh, another voice. So I've badly picked voices for this evening. How do we defend against hunger of Hadar? Uh, ask Johnny. It's the Hadar radar. Hadar radar? radar? Yeah, you need the Hadar radar. Burple's off somewhere. His little, his weird white eyes. I mean, they can't roll back in his head, can they? Because he wouldn't know. But you know what I mean? Mm. Looking off into the space distance. Parker, doesn't it summon a sort of sensor? There's one here and one there, isn't it? You create an invisible sensor within range in a location familiar to you. The sensor remains in place for the duration. It can't be. When you cast a spell, you choose seeing or hearing. You can use the chosen sense through the sensor as if you were in that in its space. Okay, so I'm, yeah, probably I am. You pick, you pick seeing. Looking off into the uh, distance. Yeah, you pick seeing. And so you don't actually mm. hear him go, ha, 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 ha. but mm. you get the general sense of it. <laughs> I see him. But going. I could have saved my oh. voice. Actually, I want to go back and talk to the. Doesn't doors. really work on radio, though, that, does it? No, it doesn't. It's not great radio. But I mean, the whole thing is not What's great radio. What's the plan, guys? What's the plan? To advance and attack. Are we. What's the plan? And the doors, the, the, the double doors at the end of that room are closed. The double doors leading back towards where you are, yeah. they're closed. There's a single door oh. leading off to the east. Which behind which, see. before, there was a horrible, hinge-headed, screaming, uh. undead nasty. No sign of that anymore. Uh. And then you've got double doors leading to the north that this green energy field is crackling into. So it doesn't it doesn't feel like an ambush waiting for us, does it? doesn't feel like an ambush, no. It feels like back Hooves to, back is... Back to doing what we were doing. Back to doing what he was doing, yeah. yeah. Like he's reset like a video game or something. It's like there, there was some sort of fear thing that you couldn't go anywhere near him, so... Wasn't there? There was a... Yeah, it's unhallowed or something, wasn't it? So we'll have the same um, problem. Right. We've got to go forward. Unless there's something to do with scrolls. If we can do a fireball or something and burn the scrolls. Unlikely, but possible. Maybe that would... Wasn't that field coming from the green beam? You're not sure. Right. This the, is the all you know is at the moment... I'll tell you what. Give me, an, give me an arcana check or an intelligence check on that one. Arcana... 50. Getting a... Oh, 17. Your experience... Parker's experience and Buggy's experience was that was when they crossed the threshold that they were affected by this mm. dread. So if it had been something that was being emitted by, for example, the green energy, you'd have thought that it wouldn't be so clearly yes. like a moment Delineated. where you stepped across a doorway. Right, right. right. Yeah. exactly. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've unhallowed got... ground. Sorry. Unhallowed ground. Something and it's like a that. Fear, it's a fear effect, right? Yes, it was a fear effect. It was it, effectively it was the frightened condition. You couldn't move towards the source of your fear. The source of your fear being really the place and everything else that the frightened condition brings. Even with it. if you save, there wasn't a save. Right. Parker has got a stillness of mind discipline that he used, yeah. and Buggy bugged out and then had a protection from evil cast on him. I think, or you may not even have got that far. So, Graham, we, have you got anything that does that can help? As a cleric. Protection from evil. Yeah, protection from evil, you can't be... Nothing can exercise mental control over you. I don't think you can be charmed, frightened, or something. I can do protection from evil on myself. I think okay, I've got it this too. Is looking, this is looking better. Parker's got stillness of mind. No, I don't have it. Anybody else want to do stuff before we let Buggy have another go at Well, stuff? I want to go and listen at the door. What, the scary door? Yeah. Okay, are you going to just walk up there, or are you going to sneak up there? I'm going to sneaky, stealthy, sneaky up there. Okay, give me a stealth so, check. Uh, How I'll fast give... do you move? I move 40. I've got advantage on that, so I've rolled a 20. Okay, so over a course of a, a little bit of time, you sneak your way up to the door. Give me your perception check at the door. Oh, arse. Is a oh, dear. Um, you can't hear anything. That's not that surprising. This door is mm. heavily insulated against sound. Apologies for not having paid attention earlier. Uh, but, well, I mean, what, here we go. All right, don't do it again. How many? What are we talking about? No, Sim- I'm just wondering why we come episodes. back down here again when we're going to have when we're going to have oh, you to really fight in the contest in a minute. Oh, you really haven't been paying attention. Oh, oh I Lucas, I've been. Well. Oh God. Okay. Mike, I've got a question. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, do we need to uh, D and D? Do we need to roll a bubble below the number? You need to roll. Well, it's Thacko. It's, it's a question Thacko. Of, yeah. Oh, this is yeah. all great stuff for Gondor Rakers, really. It's, uh, yeah, this it's, is this the is kind of like, thing yes. that we're going to expect. Somebody okay. needs to change Lucas's dice tray. <laughs> <laughs> Sessions, what are you doing? Sorry, Parker. I'll advance into the Water. coffin room and hide in the corner. Nice. Parker, want to join the others? Yeah. That's fine. We'll let you go back to what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Have we got a strategy? Always. The issue we have is this frightened effect. Yeah, but as Mike explained to you... Basically, you can resist it. Yeah, I can resist it. Graham and Johnny can do protection from evils. Basically, And I can just stay out of the way. Well, we can... You and I can... And and Sessions can do it from range. Yeah. Right. What, What do we think? Yeah. Well, let's go for it. Absolutely. Let's take down the hooves. Tonight's beer, it will not surprise you to learn, cloud. is cloud water. Yeah. Now what? Well, um, you didn't I... hear anything through the door, but then you didn't roll very high. I'd like another opportunity. Should sure, I have... give me another roll. Uh, ten. So middling. I'll tell you what you can't hear. You can't hear any horrible screaming. Yes, that's really what I was listening out for. It's difficult to be certain as to whether or not you're just your senses aren't properly tuned in, mm-hmm. or whether or not this door is just phenomenally well soundproofed. Is it? Is, we didn't hear anything through it before, though, did we? We did. Yeah, no, you we, did. You heard did. the precursors of the awful screaming is what put you off. Well, not precursors. You heard no. the awful screaming, but just very dampened. Now, has the door... I remember picking the lock before. Is the, yeah. door, is the door locked again? Do you want to try it? Yes. It's not locked. Okay. You could tell that if mm. you were to push it, it would open. Okay. At this point, I'm going to put some wax in my ears. Let's catch up with somebody else. What about Parker and... Burple. Burple, are you still watching the scene in the shrine? Yeah, I mean, I'll move up. Okay, nothing changes in the shrine. Hooves is still... Sure, um, but I'll keep it I'll keep it running. There's no point turning it off. But I will also do... Uh, no, I won't. That's the wrong character. So I won't do that. So I'll just, I'll just move move up a bit. Parker? I'll move up. Okay. Uh, sessions, you stay where you are, hidden in the corner? Hidden in the corner, yes. I'm just sort of remembering how the old uh, protection from evil spell works, thinking about casting it myself. Uncle Buggy 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 is moving up to the door, which is now behind Parker, and he's doing a protection from evil on himself. Okay, so we've got Buggy and Parker and Alessandra queuing up at the scary door with Burple and Sessions hanging back. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make room for Buggy to go in front fighter. Yeah, as a frontline fighter. Okay. And I'm going to ready to shoot at anything evil I see. Well, I'll move up to the door then. Okay. I'll open the door. You'll open the door. Quietly. Here Uh-oh. No, no. It's fine. Act, There's nothing in there. already. You open the door. Swings open. The torches are lit in here as well. Activate my ring of jumping. It's the training hall. We've described it as. It clearly was a room where soldiers would practice martial arts against dummies and swing arms and stuff. And it's empty. 
the double doors that lead off, you know, towards the shrine and hooves are closed. And the far end of this room, is that um, seating or something? It's just a sort of, I think it's just shelving. Shelving, okay. I'll move up to I the double see, doors quietly. You move up to the double give me Around a percent, the side uh, of the room. So you're sticking to the walls. Yes. If you're sneaking, can you give me a stealth check? Uh, rubbish. Four oh. or something. Would you like to use your ought dice? Eh, no. Okay. Well, you make a bit of a noise, Buggy, as you do that. Um, Is there a reaction from hooves? Bump into something? That's a very good question. Sort of, but not immediately. There's a weird little delay. Mm, Okay. You hear Buggy bump something into a shelf or knock something over, whatever it is that Buggy does. Yeah? I can't hear anything. From your side. Mm. And then rather than hooves reacting to Buggy dropping something, there seems to be a a weird little delay. Mm. And then hooves' head comes up sharply, turns towards the double doors leading towards the way that you're coming from. Okay. Buggy, can you give me a perception check? Someone else has warned him. (sighs) Eleven? Yeah, eleven is enough. You could just hear, you think, from the other side of the doors, those doors, a sort of scratching or a kind of a noise or something. Okay, you lot, are you ready to attack? Yeah. Good I mean, everybody's saying yes, but you're all like 50 feet, 100 feet behind me. <laughs> well, we're, we're ready. Started. We haven't had our turns yet. Okay. Well, right. let's go around. Parker, Alessandra. Yeah, I'll move up. I'm next to Buggy. I'll yep. stand next doors. to Buggy on the doors. Okay, Alessandra. Alessandra will move up. Where are you moving up to? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Alessandra will move into Paul. the room and she'll, she'll Paul move. Paul trying to hide behind the art of radio to make it sound like his character is braver than, <laughs> than she really is. Yes. <laughs> Alessandra. Yes, Alessandra will move up. Alessandra will move up uh, and so she'll be able to see into the corridor from the other side of the room, other side of the training hall. Yeah, okay, so back a bit. Uh, Burple yeah. in sessions. Burple will Back at base camp. <laughs> The back of base camp, yeah. What's his speed? 40. His speed is 40. Oh, that wonderful, was it mobile feet? Yeah, maybe. Everybody's got mobile feet, Paul. Well, apart from you. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cruel. <laughs> yeah, it's quite cruel. By moving down the corridor up to the door, that's one move action. I now yeah. have my action. I don't think there's any spells I can usefully do. I could ready or I could move. What's the plan, guys? Are you planning to open the door? I think that's the plan. To what yeah. next this this oh. round, or can you give us yeah. a round to get ready to ready? Well, something? we can wait around if you want. What about singing enhancement things, buffing? I can give you advantage on saving throws against being frightened, but there is no saving throw against this effect. You need sessions to be casting protection from evil. I've got protection from evil running. It means I can't rage. That's all. Right, because you have to concentrate. I basically it has to. Yes, they have the effect on me, and then I get around that I can do stillness of mind, and then it goes away again. So I'm basically blocked for a round. But oh, just for a round. Yeah. So you need you basically need that spell from sessions, really. Well, sessions is the only person who's not yet acted. Is it me? Well, let's round off um, Burple. Is that yeah. what are you going to do? Uh, I'm tempted to do invisibility. I'm tempted to go invisible, which I will. You're going to go invisible. I will cast invisibility. On is myself. that a concentration spell? Uh, yes. Cocking, yes, it is. So you're going to drop no, still the clairvoyance? Doing it. Yeah, I'm dropping the clairvoyance. Yeah. Interesting. Well, in that case, let me just switch off the purple cam. That could yes. be a mistake. Could okay. be. Yeah, it could be. But if we're going to open the door, then. Now it's sessions. Okay, I think uh, get out the camping chair, put on the kettle, sit where I am, and think about it. Always. Always. <laughs> Somehow, the <laughs> sessions always ends up tucked no, I'm gonna around the corner, the corner at the back. <laughs> he was he away. was at the front a round ago, and then all of a sudden he's at he's miles away at the back. He's like an embedded reporter. <laughs> yeah, yeah this is important. This is what clerics poised. have to do because he's the guy who heals us all. You want poised wild. outside this door and a session waddling along the. If he could, he'd wear one of those stab vests with press written on it. Yeah, cleric, cleric. <laughs> yeah. A white helmet. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's something else. No, right, sorry. so let's. Uh, so he moves down the corridor, and I will, as a bonus action, invoke the crushing coin. Ooh, crushing coin, eh? Where are you bringing the crushing coin into being? Good question. I can bring it uh, into being bring within it. 60 feet of me. So yes. 
Where there's an uninterrupted path to the target, straight line, that's our ruling. So it can only yep. be... So I'm going to bring it in in the middle of the training room, room down next to Parker. Like that? Square. Yep, that's it. No, and that is me done. All getting very interesting. Uncle, Uncle Buggy. Buggy is casting a spiritual weapon, the claw. Can you give me a perception check, Uncle Buggy? Oh, God. Six. I'm rolling so badly. I'm just going to roll the dice a few times, get a few crap rolls off. Okay. It's an 18. Nine. Oh, it's a one. Are we glad of that? Two. And another one. I'm not running very well today. I'd stop Four. now if I was you. I think you've done. Okay. So you're bringing the spiritual weapon into being next to you, behind you? Next to me so I can start whacking off some of these uh, worms. Oh. Really? <laughs> Sorry. That's I didn't okay. Mean, I, I didn't... mean... We're family show. Let's just uh, come in. Come family, family show. show. Try and keep it. Just Clawing off some of the worms that go. Oh, oh, oh the worms. worms. The worms. Worms. Okay. Extracting okay. some of. The <laughs> Try and keep it above the waist. Right. Okay. Parker, can you give me a perception check? No, a sixteen. Um, okay. There's stuff going on through those double doors, Parker. Something is moving around behind there, and you think you might have lots heard of the sound. movement. Well, a bit of movement. How many you think people? You, well, okay. Just one thing at a time. <laughs> You think you might have heard the sound of definitely one thing moving and perhaps the sound of... So it goes doors, corridor, doors, shrine. Yeah. Well, the second set of doors, you think you heard them open. Okay. Hoops. And there's perhaps stuff uh, moving around. Sound, everybody? And all sorts of other stuff just kicking off on the other side. Any kind of um, indication of how many different sounds? Two or three, maybe. Right. Are we kicking the door down? Do it. Do it. Right, I'll throw the doors open. Okay, well, they're locked. Aha. Uh-huh. Alessandra, can you try and pick the locks? I will. Sessions, can you give me a perception check? I'm checking behind us, Mike. Mm-hmm. 14. You heard a noise, Sessions, a distinct noise. It came from somewhere past, I mean, the coffin room, something like that. Oh. It sounded like a door banging closed. Door at the top, maybe? Is, I mean, it's very difficult to tell. There isn't yeah. another door. Mm. It's a trap. There's a secret door between the wine cellar and the stairs. Is there? Okay. Yes, that was the... Anyway. <laughs> Deary me. <laughs> That's how he came in. Oh, that one. behind yes, a barrel, yes, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, DM yeah. pinches bridge of nose once more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was... Yeah, anyway. Let's that not, one. Let's not dwell upon yeah, them. No, anyway, fine. just the giant gaps in your memory. That yes. I get to have this all written down, obviously, for me, so it's easier for me to yes. remember. Even so, I still... Sometimes I'm like, oh. <laughs> a door banging closed, something like that. Okay. Parker, the door's locked. What do you want to do? you still got your rest of your action. I just interrupted it, it with... All right, I'll, it. I'll bash it open then. Give me an athletics check, Parker. Trying to kick it in. Oh, no. Seven. It rattles, but Nothing. it doesn't buckle. Alessandra. I think that I have uh, labelled. Yes, I was... Just Sandra. Yes. Yeah, I was in an effort to annoy him. Yeah, really annoyed. Alessandra's gonna gonna be writing to the committee on that one. She's Alessandra, not Sandra. She, she Sandra. Hates, she hates that. She was Hey, Sandra. Hey, hey, Sandra. There's a whole backstory I could do about Sandra. What you doing, Sandra? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sandra, open the bloody door. <laughs> Bucky's got a new voice. Uh, Very odd voice, Johnny. It's sort of. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. Really come on. Yeah, yeah I need Daniel. Alessandra to pick the lock. Alessandra yeah. will. will um, Alessandra will pick the lock. We'll go up and she will try and pick the lock. Come on, come on. Her slate of slate, sleight of hand. Slate of slate, sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. Getting a 19. That is enough. And then she'll step the back. The door goes. Click. Do you want to open it? Uh, no, she'll step back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anything to prolong that. Okay, fine. What about Burple and Sessions? They want to do anything? Otherwise, we're going straight back to Buggy. I'm um, keeping an eye behind us, like I said, and I'm going to shuffle around into the room, sort of looking back down the corridor. I don't want anything yeah. kind of sneaking up behind us without us noticing. Got it. Well, there's no prolonging it. Uncle Buggy. Does Sessions not get an action? Oh, sorry, Sessions. We're sorry. You've, I've assumed you're making a couple of cooking um, some beans and sausages or something. Or something. Making yeah. the, the door into the... Starting your memoirs. <laughs> Thinking about... <laughs> 
getting out the camp chair again, setting up the kettle, but um, I'm looking at this door. Frying out some sausages. Into mm -hmm. the chamber everyone's in. Does it open into the corridor or into the room? Do you know what? I can't remember. But using the Chandler convention, I'm going to say that it opens into the room. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to move into the larger space and mm -hmm. stand behind this slightly open door peering up the corridor. You're going to use the door as cover, basically. And yeah, I'm going to push the door you. so that it is mostly closed, but right. there's enough of a line of sight down the passageway to see whatever's happening up in You're there. fine. You're safe. You're okay. I understand. There is also the peephole. Yeah, there's a peephole. You could just shut the door. And oh, shut, shut the door and peer out the peephole. Yeah, yeah, excellent. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, fine. You can close the door. You can open the jailer's hole. Oh, yep. really? <laughs> That's what it's called. Primary show. Open the jailer's hole and peer up his passage. <laughs> and is everybody ready? Uh, yep. Yes. Uncle Buggy, what do you want to do? Right. Like The Shining, I'm going to open the door and go, here's Buggy. <laughs> 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 okay. Been waiting to do that one. Yeah, he's been waiting for that one. It is panto awesome. season. Well, what can I tell you? Two zombies. Well, there's a zombie. Hmm. What's horror zombie? Well, we'll get into that. Oh. There's Foot Backwards, who you know, yeah. who is waiting just inside the door and yeah. looks belligerent. Uh, looks much, much less wounded than it looked when you left it. Of course. It looks like it's had some time to rest. You know that these things must somehow revivify, regenerate themselves a bit. It looks like that's taking place. Being on the lounger, being by the pool. Horror zombie is basically a hinge-headed scream monster. All right. And one of those. One of the bad ones. One of those. And at the instant that Uncle Buggy opens the door, it shrieks. Yeah. And everybody oh is going to have to make this saving oh throw. And we'll find out. Oh How? No, you. No, 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 I didn't want to make that save. Oh, so roll next week. Uh, you can roll now, but I may not accept the results. The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Champion's Belt and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Champion's Belt was written by Tito Lietti. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening!